Let's imagine the not-too-distant future. You feel more in control of your photos than you ever have before. You look forward to the regular creative dates on your calendar. You're moving forward on that project that means so much to you. You are on fire with inspiration, and you are finally scrapbooking consistently. This is not a hypothetical, it's a real-life possibility. And for the first time, I've created a workshop specifically focused on the problem of consistency. It's called Sparked, and I'm excited to share it with you for free. Visit simplescrapper.com sparked to get access to the training and make this possibility your reality. Yes. Yeah. And I think that as, as you get older, you know, your priorities change and stuff. And so I want to be downstairs and, you know, hanging in front of the TV or whatever with my husband and, but yet still working on, on my pages and stuff. And app scrapping allows me to do that. It allows me to work in the car. I have done pages on a plane. I mean, it's just, it depends on your lifestyle, you know, how, what, what is your lifestyle right now? And how are you going to make this work for you? I don't look at it as a hobby. I would love to get rid of that stigma (laughs) that it, that it's, oh, it's a hobby. You know, it's not, to me, it's a lifestyle. It's, this is something I do every single day. I work it in every single day. So it's just, it's part of my life. It has been for 30 some years. Welcome to Scrapbook Your Way, the show that explores the breadth of ways to be a memory keeper today. I'm your host, Jennifer Wilson, owner of Simple Scrapper and author of The New Rules of Scrapbooking. This is episode 148. In this episode, I'm joined by Kelly Sill for a conversation about inviting more digital into your life in 2022. Kelly is a longtime digital scrapbooker, fan of app scrapping on the go, and instructor of classes through her site, Pixels to Pages. Hey, Kelly, welcome to Scrapbook Your Way. Hey, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I've been looking forward to this conversation and getting to know you a little bit better. Now, were we on an episode of Paperclipping Roundtable like a long time ago? A long time ago. Yes. And I was thinking about that. I was like, I wonder if we were on that together. And it's so funny because I was going to try to use those headphones that they sent me to use and Uh they're like all disintegrated. I'm like, so those are going in the garbage. (laughs) Mine did too. (laughs) So yeah, it was a long time ago. I can't even remember the topic. But I don't, I think it was like a Q&A episode. I was I searched okay. my email to see kind of like what our history was and that was right. one of the big things that came that was, up. So Okay. Oh, how funny. Funny. Time flies, that's for sure. For, 100%. <laughs> so can you share a little bit about yourself though? Sure. Um I've been married for almost 33 years, 33 years this month, and mm, uh, my husband and I live in Apollo Beach, Florida. Um, we were a Marine Corps family for 26 of those 33 years. And, uh, we have two boys, two grown boys and a Yorkie. And, um, yeah, so we're excited because our boys are now new homeowners and we could get a bunch of their stuff out of our storage unit and put it in their garage so they can deal with all this. So, and it just happens that we are recording this on the Marine Corps birthday. So happy birthday, Marines. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So what's exciting you right now inside of scrapbooking? Oh, goodness. Well, 
actually there's three things. Number one is I'm finishing up my December daily from 2020. Um, it kind of got behind last year, but that's okay. I've got three more days to go and I'll be ready to dive in this year. And then, um, the other thing that's kind of exciting me right now is QR codes. And I know QR codes, people, digital scrapbookers have been using them for a while. And I was very apprehensive to me use too. them. Well, and then um, I did one of my latest classes, Memories Matter. I was doing a uh, tutorial on how to use them because I know that there were people who wanted to learn how to how to put these in their in their digital spreads. And when I did it, I was like, Oh, wow, this is really cool. <laughs> I need to do this more. And but, but then it got me thinking that, you know, I really want to focus on how to get other video in there. And I want to use the QR codes, but I also want to learn more about um, videotaping and, and stuff and video, you know, family films and everything. And so, uh, there's a course that I wanted to enroll in. It's called DIY Family Films. Um, and it just, it's, I don't know, to me, it just seems like it would be a good fit for, for digital scrapbooking and stuff. So oh yeah, those are what's, that's what's exciting me right now. That's super fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I was, I was very apprehensive about QR codes. I didn't want to dive in because I was like, well, this won't last. There'll have to be something else, right? I was, the, I was the same way because I remember when QR codes started to come uh, onto the scene, not in scrapbooking, but just in uh, business in general, yeah. they, uh, people were thinking that, you know, this, this may not last, you know, this may just be a, be a fad, but no, I think it's here to stay. <laughs> Well, the fact that it's now that it's built into the uh, intelligence of your phone, that you don't need a separate app for it anymore. And exactly. you just hold your camera up and it goes yeah. somewhere on the web. It's right. Pretty right. amazing. I mean, the only thing that you would have to worry about is like where you're keeping those videos that Correct. they're being attached to, you know, would those places still be around? But, um, but you know, I think I think YouTube and Vimeo are here to stay for a while. So <laughs> I would think so for sure. <laughs> so shifting so, gears to a little yeah. more towards storytelling, we love to talk about our memory keeping bucket lists on the show. Uh-huh. So these are stories that feel really significant or meaningful, and that you still haven't documented yet. So what's one memory on your bucket list? Ooh, this one, I, I, when you sent me the outline, I, I was really thinking about this one. And it's something that has been on my mind lately is um, the story of choosing to be a stay-at-home mom versus pursuing mm-hmm. a career. And part of that was my choice. Part of it was our military lifestyle. But I just feel the need to document why it was important for me to stay home with my boys. And, and then also, um, you know, once the boys were old enough and I went back to school to um, earn a degree, earn a degree in graphic design, um, you know, kind of like the struggles of starting a career later in life. So though, you know, I think all of that ties in together and I, I, 
yeah, that one's going to take a while to document. I got a lot to say about that. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. No, it sounds really important though. And just, especially something you just want to, to pass down. I think some of right. these bucket list stories are things that you want, you want someone to know the why behind yeah. your story. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. For sure. And yeah. And I think, I think there's a lot there. There's a, there's a lot that I think needs to be said and stuff. So, but I kind of picture that, um, I really like the editorial templates in the Project Life app, and I can totally see this going in into those templates. So. Oh, for sure, for sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you are uh, known for teaching classes in the digital arena, hybrid mm-hmm. Project Life app, and so I am so curious to learn more from you today. And so this awesome. is part of our More in 2022 series, where okay, we're. Co- talking about how we can bring more of something. And I tried to like pick these different topics that people want to learn more about, experiment more with and incorporate as part of their scrapbooking or their kind of creative journey in general. And so this is focusing on more digital in 2022. Yep. And Mm -hmm. can you like take us back and start, tell us more about your journey as a scrapbooker? Wow. Um, I started scrapbooking. It's, over 30 years ago now. I mean, it's been a long time. And so, I mean, I've gone through all of the trends and I've watched how this industry has evolved. And so I really started scrapping back in, I think it was 1993. I was pregnant with our second son. And I started off like way back then, that was when creative memories started. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think those who have been doing this as long as I have, I think the majority of people started out with creative memories. And, um, you know, I was even a consultant for several years with them. Um, but you know, we've moved several times overseas. And so I was always hauling my physical supplies with me <laughs> so I can continue, um, journaling and and documenting our photos while we were overseas. But when we came back and we were settled in Virginia for a while, um, I worked at two different brick and mortar stores. I taught scrapbook classes. Um, I organized crop with friends. I don't know if you ever remember or hearing about um, Great American Scrapbook Convention. Yeah, it yeah. Was, yeah, I used to teach at Great American whenever they would come to the D.C. area. I would I would teach there. And it was like during this time where, you know, I would look at the pages that I create and they, they just looked right. You know, they looked balanced and everything. And so I, I, I didn't know why. I mean, people would ask me, well, how do you do that? What are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just putting it together. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so at this time, my boys were old enough. My one was in junior high and one was in high school. And that's when I went back to school myself. Um, I went to art school and got my BFA in, in graphic design. And so that's where I learned Photoshop and InDesign and Illustrator. And also at this time, this was probably in back 2005, maybe 2006, digital scrapbooking was just starting out. And um, so the store that I was teaching uh, at um, – I developed digital classes for them and those digital classes were called pixels to pages, which Mm -hmm. is my business now. Um, But then uh, I had to leave that because we moved overseas again. And that is when I got rid of the majority of my physical products. I mean, I I took some with me, but that's when I kind of made a transition to hybrid. Um, I mean, you know, in the past I have done digital pages and stuff, but I, I, I would 
consider myself um, back then more a, a hybrid scrapper. Um, but then, you know, time went on and uh, this thing called the iPad came along. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, I ended up getting rid of like, I would say 95% of my, my physical product <laughs> and, and, you know, have been doing strictly things on my iPad once in a while on the computer. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I'm in, I think it was in 2015, I ended up being on, um, Becky Higgins creative, her digital creative team for mm-hmm. project life. And right after that, that's when I started to get into the app. Um, and then as far as, uh, really having that digital scrapbook experience on the iPad, that's where Affinity Photo came in. And when I was introduced to Affinity Photo, it was when that software was just released for iPad in the, I think it was the summer of 2017. And I did my entire December daily on that, uh, using that app. And I've never looked back. So (laughs) that's how I got here. Wow, what a what a journey! And it's it's just so interesting that some of it was life circumstance with your your family situation and moving, yeah. But then also just yeah, I I love hearing how scrapbookers have evolved over the years and kind of all those little decisions that led mm-hmm. them to where they are today. Yes, yeah, and I just I you know I I don't know how many other uh, documenters are out there that ended up turning this hobby and and like going to school, to, you know, to, <laughs> yes. to, uh, kind of formalize it and, you know, figure out why, why things look the way they do or come together the way they do. So yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting journey. It's been an, it's been an expensive journey, <laughs> oh, yeah, <I> bet. <laughs> but it's, it's been a worthwhile one for sure. Oh, yeah. So a kind of big picture here, mm-hmm. you know, you're talking about like, a, I'm imagining you like cozied up on the couch with your iPad. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're not, you're not tethered to a desk because you are doing yeah. more iPad scrapbooking than you are yeah. on the computer. Yeah. Like, what are the pros and cons today of having a more digital experience? Um, well, starting off with the, with the cons, I think, you know, there, there's going to be a learning curve depending on what, software you're going to, you want to use, um, you know, Photoshop elements and Photoshop, you know, there's, there's, there's a learning curve to it, but the the two of them are becoming so much more alike. (laughs) Um, uh, so, you know, people are going to have to be willing to put a little time and effort into learning, um, you know, these, these professional software programs. Um, and then if you're doing true digital, like, um, you know, it's going to have you chained to a computer unless you have a laptop because you can sit on your couch with a laptop as well. (laughs) Um, but, uh, so there's that. And then also there's no touching or feeling of the paper and the Mm -hmm. embellishments. And I think that's like a, that's a big con, especially if you're coming from that physical platform where you've been creating with those physical products for years and, you know, you're looking to make a switch. You're kind of going to be thinking, oh my gosh, how, how am I going to do this when, <laughs> if I'm not touching and feeling those papers and embellishments, but, you know, there are those who are just starting out, um, 
documenting and they're just going to dive right into digital. So they, you know, they may not have that, um, may not be missing that. Um, and I think another, uh, con would be is that technology can fail. And so you Mm. really should consider a big, you know, have a, a good backup system. Um, because you know, technology isn't foolproof. So, you know, back that stuff up. <laughs> well, that goes whether you're digital or paper scrapbooking right. or doing anything because exactly. we need yeah. to get those photos backed up. So. Right, right, right. And, you know, as far as the, the pros of digital go, um, it's portable, you know, with a laptop or if you're a mobile memory keeper, um, you know, you can take all of your digital products with you wherever you go. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you don't have, and you know, and you don't have to worry about using up like that favorite piece of paper. You know, sometimes you, like when I was a physical scrapbooker, I would, um, I would be afraid to use the products cause I don't want to use them up. <laughs> you know, I'm like, well, what if I wanted to use this a year from now? And you know, I don't have it anymore. Um, but with digital, uh, you don't have to worry about that. You, you, you'll always have access to it. You can print it off if you wanted to, so you can have a physical version of that digital file. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, um, with digital scrapbooking and app scrapping, the, the real estate, on your shelf with these printed books and stuff are minimal, depending on how you are going to print them. I and mean, if you were doing hardbound books, they're, they're going to take up less space than if you were um, printing the sheets individually and putting them in a three ring binder. So, I mean, that, that's all oh, going to yeah. depend. Um, and I got to tell you, uh, just to elaborate on that, um, uh, we live down here in Florida. And so sometimes you would have to evacuate for a hurricane <laughs> mm-hmm. and taking those big bulky uh, scrapbooks, you know, and putting them in the car and taking them to wherever you're going to evacuate to. It's a lot and they're heavy and they're bulky and they take up a lot of room. So um, that was one of the reasons why I went from, uh, physical to, to, to a digital platform. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think if something ever happened to your albums, if you're doing this digitally, you're, you can always reprint, you know, you can always go back and reprint them. And I think one of the other things that people don't think about when you are app scrapping or, um, doing this on your computer, um, you're learning, you're, you're learning a skill that can take you beyond scrapbooking. I mean, you know, you can use these digital skills to, um, you know, create party invitations or, you know, create flyers for your garage sale or, you know, uh, you know, uh, edit photos for a family member, you know, there, you can use these skills beyond documenting and telling your story. So I think that's oh, 100%. very important. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, particularly in this in this day and age in which mm-hmm. uh, work is more remote and probably will continue to be. Yes. And these types of digital skills are what that's what's going to make you more employable or yes. even just, you know, more yeah. fun in the future. So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I mean, you know, and and the, you know, software updates are always coming in and there's always new software to be added or apps to be added. And so, you know, if you're that type of person who likes to keep up on technology, you know, you're you're never going to get bored. (laughs) That's for sure. There's always going to be something new to learn. But I think that point about the your footprint of your memories is something that oh. I think a lot of scrapbookers, particularly those who've been doing it for a long time, are yes. are thinking about. And and I don't want it. I don't want to encourage it to weigh on anyone, but it does already weigh on some people. And uh-huh. it may be something that you kind of increasingly think about the longer you are a scrapbooker. Exactly. And uh. I think um, again, people who have been doing this for as long as I have, mm-hmm. I, I mean, you're talking. 30 some years of scrapbooks. So, you know, you're going to be downsizing your empty nesters downsizing, you know, it's a lot to move around. (laughs) um, You know, and uh, these, these scrapbooks do take up a lot of space. So um, it's just something to really consider. Sure. Yeah. And I, I have, um, I was actually, I started pure digital in 2008 and I uh-huh. was fully digital to 2011 and then I transitioned to, to being paper, but I have, you know, more than 200 layouts that I created in that time. And they're yeah. in, the, I printed them individually yeah. um, and put them in binders. And I'm like, that's taking up a whole cube in my Calax. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. If I, I could put those in one book. Right. And suddenly have all the space back. Exactly. Even though I, I like how it looks on the shelf. I'm yeah. just thinking about long yeah. term. There's no reason for those to be in binders anymore. Right. And I, don't get me wrong. I love my creative memory albums. I mean, there's just, uh, there's hours and hours and hours put into, you know, creating all of those pages. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're just so bulky and they're so heavy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. So, so kind of looking back over the past decade plus, um, uh-huh. how how has the digital scrapbooking world changed? It's so interesting to think about how it was just this, like, I don't know, very separate. And now there's so much kind of flow in between, I feel like. Yeah, I think, um, well, number one, it's portability. Um, you know, back when I did do some digital, you know, you were, again, just stuck behind your computer. And um, I didn't have a laptop back then. So um, yeah, I was always stuck behind my computer. But as time has gone by, and technology has evolved, um, you know, it it's become more portable. Um, I think the ease to find tutorials on how to use these powerful software programs um, you're able to find you're able to find help um, specifically for scrapbooking. I mean, you know, you can find tutorials on Adobe or you know wherever that can teach you how to use their program, but the language isn't geared towards what we use the programs for. And I think um, you know, it's just easier to find tutorials on how to use like Photoshop or Photoshop elements um, that are specifically geared towards memory keeping and not like your professional graphic designer or, um, you know, your professional photographer who uses the programs in a different manner, you know. Um, uh, Something else that I think has come about in the past, you know, 10 years, and I don't use them, but the the drag and drop options, I think that Mm -hmm. makes it a lot more easier for um, documenters to make that transitional to um, 
to digital. And, uh, you know, just the amount of digital product that is out there. Holy cow. <laughs> it there there's a lot there there's a lot to choose from and it you know just like there is it, you know back when the brick and mortar stores were were popular you know you had all that product that physical product to look through and and now you know things have changed it's it's all it's all about the digital you know and all these awesome designers that keep putting out great product well, and just the pace of releases is just so dramatic compared to... Oh, my gosh. Especially yeah. the... Pa- I mean, the paper industry has obviously slowed down a little bit in terms of the releases, but then mm-hmm. digital has just only kind of increased. Right. So the amount of new stuff you could possibly buy is just mind-boggling. I know, but, you know, I just... I I love it because, mm-hmm. again, it's, you know, you can reuse these items over and over again. And when I purchase digital items, I, I tend to go for classic items that I know can, can stand the test of time. Um, you know, so... Or, you know, things that I, I know I can easily change the color to and just get more bang for my buck, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think... Um, it's very easy to get into a pattern of always buying new for everything you do if, if you're a digital scrapbooker. Right. But to really be thinking of it more like a stash, like with that kind of the paper right. mindset of, okay, let's gather what I have to create something new. Exactly. Rather than just, and yeah. not only that, and like manipulate what you have too, because once you, mm-hmm. once you start to learn these programs and you can like kind of look at your digital supplies in a different light. Like one of the, I was one of the pages that I just did in in affinity photo for my December daily, I was using um, some digital word art stamps by Allie Edwards. And I, I was combining two of the stamps to make a new one, you know, like one, one stamp had a word on it that I didn't want to use, but there were two other words on it. So, you know, just kind of erase that one other word and, you know, combine it with another stamp. And you just, there's just so much you could do with it. (laughs) There's so much, yeah, just so much creativity there. And just personalization and customization. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yes. Is there anything that you're noticing kind of like, if you have your pulse on the industry, what is trending right now or you think is on its way up, whether you think it's lasting or not, you know, well, where, you what's, know where are we going? I, you know, I've one of the, and this, this is a trend that I've noticed that comes, that comes and goes. And I think it's coming back is um, really designing with fonts. I'm seeing a lot of mixing sizes and mixing different um, type styles together. I'm seeing using fonts for backgrounds, um, and, uh, you know, also filling like large sans serif fonts with photos or patterns. And like I said, this trend, I, I see it comes and goes, but right now I am seeing it being used in all sorts of advertising. Um, I'm seeing it used in, um, we've been watching a lot of sports here lately. So I, I don't know, it's, it's something that I, that I take, that I take note of that, um, Fonts are big for me, so <laughs> um, oh yeah, yeah. I think I think that uh, that is um, trending big time. And then the other thing that is trending is Canva, 
And um, it's a it's a graphic design app um, for your desktop or your mobile device. And I think it's trending big time right now because of Kim Hurst class through Ali Edwards. Um, but uh, I haven't I mean, I use Canva once in a while. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I think um, app scrappers are are, you know, kind of excited about that right now. I think that could be a whole episode in itself, probably, because I think there's there's certainly some pros and some cons to using Canva. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Too. And coming from a professional graphic design standpoint, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. these, uh, you know, I, I, these apps like Canva and Over, um, you know, they were developed for businesses who don't have that graphic design department that can, you know, produce their ads for social media or, you know, quick print banners or flyers or whatever. And, um, you know, that's, that's the main purpose of those apps. Um, but, you know, as app scrappers, we will take an app and we will figure out how we can use it to our, to our own benefit. <laughs> um, but I, I th- and I, and I think that's important for, um, mobile memory keepers to understand is that, you know, uh, scrapping with these apps is it, that's not the the main purpose of this app. That is not the main reason why this, these apps were created. They were created for businesses. And I know as an app scrapper, we want our, these apps to revolve around us, you know, <laughs> uh, everything needs to revolve around us. But, um, you know, sometimes it can get frustrating um, with with them where they they can't do what we wanted it to do like we would have in Photoshop and stuff. Correct. So, yeah, it's yeah. just a little cautionary, cautionary thing. But I think they're great. I mean, you know, for a person who doesn't want to go full blown into learning a, a professional graphic design app, you know, over and and Canva are awesome for that. Well, and I use Canva daily for my mm-hmm. uh, web graphics, and it's not right. because I I can't use Photoshop. I'm like it's just faster. Right. It's faster to, exactly to drop oh, for in sure. graphics if I want to resize it for this particular oh, yeah. banner size or yes. whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. But it, it's just yeah. been a really speedy thing. But yeah. I. Yeah, I experimented with it a couple, you know, about a year ago uh-huh. for scrapbooking and decided that it wasn't a good fit for me. So. Right, right. Same here. Yeah. So, and, and I do the same thing with um, I use Adobe Spark Post more mm-hmm. than Canva. And so and that's what I do, um, you know, like uh, graphics for Instagram or Insta stories and stuff. It, it, it is because it's it's quicker. Um, so, uh, you know, but again, I, I, I don't use it for full blown scrapbook pages. Now, one other thing that I've noticed that's kind of maybe trending, and I maybe maybe I've just noticed it for a couple people that I follow, uh-huh. but like pages that look like they're bound, like have a spiral down the middle, or look like it's it's folded. And I, I'm wondering if like maybe like the traveler's notebook trend has introduced oh, that. Oh, um, yeah. That you want to look like you've created the spread that's in a book. That's in a book. Yeah, yeah. I've se- I've seen a little bit about that, but yeah, and it all depends on your style of, of scrapbooking. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I I'm not one that 
deals with like real realistic things like that, I guess, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, <laughs> I just want, I just want my grids and put, put my photos in my grids, <laughs> but yeah, I know I've noticed, I've noticed that too. And I think, um, I, I think there's even been some sort of talk about having your, uh, you know, creating a page with that, I, I don't know, like a, uh, like a six by eight or maybe a, 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 a three by eight uh, page in a six by eight book and then trimming it down, I guess, once you get the, once you get the book um, printed and sent, sent back. But I, I don't know. I just so you can have like a variety of page oh, size, yeah, yeah. sizes in your bound book. Um, I haven't experimented with that at all. Um I, and I would just be afraid that things wouldn't line up on back to front pages if I was to cut it. That's already been bound in my book. So I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah. You'd have to really be careful, like make the other side, like a full page pattern or something. So that it doesn't matter where you cut yes, it. Yes. Yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That is so, yeah, I just don't know. Um, if I want to be that adventurous. <laughs> I've, I've definitely seen that for a number of years of trimming yeah. it down. Okay. Even with like app pages, like leaving half the app page blank so that right. it's, just, it's just white. And then you would, you know, you'd trim that off. Right. Um, right. Also right. like hand journaling in photo books. And yes. then I saw recently mm-hmm. at, from the December daily prep day, um, one of the examples she had put like gold foil letter stickers throughout her album as titles. And it was beautiful. Oh, really pretty. Oh, that And it looked really like cool. she had ordered a book that had gold, gold foiling in it, but it was really, uh, this was an addition. It was really the stickers. That's a, yes. that's a cool idea. That, and that's something that was, I was um, thinking about experimenting with in 2022 is adding, um, stickers or something like physical stickers or doing something similar with those gold foil um, letters that you just mentioned, you know, in, in my, in my uh, 2022 album. So um, yeah, but if, and if I did that, that would also kind of take some mental planning too, as far as where those would go, you know, make sure, making sure that I'm leaving some white space and negative space for that. And then taking yes, notes yes. too. And then taking notes too is like, okay, <laughs> I meant to put this here. <laughs> yeah, I can see it requires a little bit more planning, but I think that's a kind of almost a fun way yeah. to maybe experiment and have some sort of tactile experience. Right. Um, I feel like right. in some way, because of planners and travelers notebooks, there's a lot more flat stuff. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, now we're in December daily and it's like, okay, no, we're doing all the chunky stuff. <laughs> Right. I know. I know. (laughs) We have all the options today. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm in Allie's, some of her digital December daily products this year, um, kind of involve that whole folding and interactive. Yeah. 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 So I still need to order those and download those yet. (laughs) So we've mentioned hybrid a lot as uh-huh. this kind of, you know, in between stage and hybrid could mean so many different things from I know. printing out digital supplies and using them in a physical approach, yeah. you know, to the putting stickers in a photo book. Right. And it's almost kind of could be a gateway drug for somebody who's trying to transition yep. um, from one yep. to the other. So what's, what would you say is a good way to kind of dip that toe if maybe you're a paper scrapbooker and you're very traditional and you want to start doing 
more stuff with your computer or your iPad. Yeah, I remember um, experimenting using my computer to print things out. You know, when I w- when I was a physical scrapbooker, and um, I was, you know, doing instead of writing directly into my in the, my pages, I would just create a a, a Microsoft Word um, document and make my journaling in there and then cut it out and and attach it to my page. So that is something that if somebody wanted to try, (laughs) you know, that's just an easy way to kind of, you know, play around with that is just to create a text box in, in a micro, in a Microsoft Word document, or if you're on Apple, use, use pages. Um, Yeah, whatever word processing program that you're um, comfortable with, print it out and, you know, mount that on your page. Um, that way, you, there's there's no Photoshop experience required. Um, you know, you would want to print it out on like, um, you know, uh, like a matte photo paper and, and stuff. But, you know, if you do have Photoshop um, and you have some experience with it, a good way to do, to dabble in it is just, you know, find a digital product that just has like circle tags or something and, um, you know, put all these circle tags on an eight and a half by 11 sheet uh, or eight and a half by 11 page document and print that out on maybe like textured scrapbook paper and use a circle punch to punch it all out and, you know, use a pop dot or something and, and attach it to your page. Um, those are really easy ways to, kind of, you know, experiment and see, see if this is something that you would like. And then, the, you know, there are some digital designers out there that will create a PDF of their digital files and include that in the kit. So, you know, um, don't be afraid to print those out and, you know, and cut. So you're still getting that physical experience. You're still using your your tools and stuff, but you're just, you know, bringing in that um technology <laughs> to it i feel like you described my per- my first hybrid experience exactly <laughs> and that's where i got like really fun with the fonts and stuff you know you were <laughs> downloading all those different fonts and using them in your journaling and everything so um yeah i Are remember there- getting some sort of like circle tag for like december daily 2010 uh-huh and like i you know, and I was, I was digital at that time, but I was, this was my transition to paper. And I'm like, okay, I have all these oh. things and I'm going to, I'm going to figure out how I'm going to print these out. And then how do I cut them out? And I'm like, oh, right. I need a punch or something, or I have to cut in a circle. I and, know. Um, <laughs> so it was like, I don't know what to do with any of this. <laughs> right. Right. Yep. Yep. But no, love me a circle punch and love me circle tags. I use them. I use them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So maybe someone who's kind of thinking about going all digital. So um, Kim is one of my, my frequent uh, co-hosts on the show here. She's my teaching assistant. Uh-huh. She recently went all digital and she's like, she's absolutely loving it. But I'm curious what you would say, are, what are some of the considerations for like taking that leap? Um, equ- equipment for one, um, you know, kind of, you know, you know, is it something that you're going to want to strictly do on your desktop or do you have a laptop or do you want to, you know, do this on um, a tablet? So you need to consider that. And then also storage. I mean, 
you know, as physical scrapper, you can collect a lot of stuff and it takes up a lot of room. Well, you can also collect a lot of digital stuff and it could take up a lot of room on your devices. (laughs) So you want to make sure that you have plenty of storage, not only for what you have now, but for what you can see happening in the future, what you can see, you know, other products that you might be downloading. Um, You know, these apps and software take up a lot of room, a lot of space on your computer. So you want to make sure that you have um, plenty of storage. Um, Also, you want to have a plan for backup. Uh, That's always, that's always important. Um, And also how you want to go about organizing, because, you know, once you start collecting these digital products, they can get out of hand really quick. So I think, um, you know, try to find some organization system that works for you and not all organize. And and that is really very personal because it's all going to depend on your workflow and how you create your pages. So one person's organization system may not work for you. So that's something that um, you would have to experiment. And you know what, and I don't want to say, you know, if you want to go in all digital, and you have that fear of missing the physical uh, products, you know, keep some of those physical products. Like right now, I mean, um, really, the only physical products that I have are those by Allie Edwards, I have her um, December daily products, and then the travel collection. Those are pretty much the only physical products that I buy anymore because they're classic. I know they're not going to go out of style and, um, you know, I, I really like them, but, um, yeah, don't, and, and yeah, even though I, I am a full-blown app scrapper, you know, it's fun to go back and do a smaller physical, um, scrapbook project. So like a couple of years ago, I did a, a three by eight album of, um, our trip to the Everglades. And it was fun to like, you know, get back into using those, those products. Um, but yeah, I mean, keep a small supply on hand. Uh, but you know, you, you can get, you can, if you really want to go digital, you know, get rid of, get rid of most of them and, and keep those, keep those products that are, uh, can stand the test of time. Like as far as tools and stuff, I kept my, my circle and square punches because those are classic. Those are never going to go out of style. Um, so I, you know, I, I hung on to those. Um, and the other stuff I divided up, I gave, I gave, um, product to a local elementary school. I just donated a bunch of papers and stuff to, uh, our elementary school here in town. And then I gave some to a, uh, it's like this creative arts center. And then I also took a bunch of stuff to one of the assisted living facilities mm. to, to get, just to get rid of it. I mean, I know I could have sold things on Facebook or at a garage sale or whatever, but I just didn't want to take the time. It's, to a lot do of that. Work. Yeah. it's so much work. <laughs> like I'm just giving it away. <laughs> Well, you know, it can benefit somebody else. Somebody else will enjoy it. And you're getting, yes. you're getting something from it. You're getting space and peace of mind. Oh my gosh. Yes. To be able to For move sure. on. For sure. Yes, definitely. Definitely. I think one point that you made early on in this last segment was just about the experience that you're going to have 
whether it's in paper or digital, that's what you need to think about is that it's not just about the finished result, but how is it going to feel to do this? Where do you want to be doing this? Whatever your hobby is, is it in a space at a desk? Is it on the couch, like in the car somewhere? Like where do you want to be scrapbooking? Where is it going to be effective and fun for you? Right. And that's going to guide you to... You yep. know, some of your decisions about yes. how you're going to create. Yes. Yeah. And I think that as, as you get older, you know, your, your priorities change and stuff. And so, you know, I want to, I want to be downstairs and, you know, hanging in front of the TV or whatever with my husband and, and, but yet still working on, on my pages and stuff and app scrapping allows me to do that. It allows me to work in the car. I have done pages on a plane. I mean, it's just, it's, it depends on your lifestyle, you know, how, what, what is your lifestyle right now and how are you going to make this work for you? Mm, and that's that. what I, I kind of like, look at, look at, um, documenting. Now I don't look at it as a hobby to, and, and I, you know, I would love to get rid of that stigma <laughs> that it, that it's, Oh, it's a hobby. You know, it's not, to me, it's a lifestyle. It's, this is something I do every single day. I work it in every single day. So it, it's just, it's part of my life. It has been for 30 some years. So, Yes. Yes. Now, one thing we haven't touched on much mm-hmm. is the, is printing. And I think you have to really, you know, obviously you can change your mind over time as yeah. I have done, yeah. but to think about, okay, what am I creating and how do I want to put it? Do I need the, the uh, instant gratification of printing it relatively quickly, or can I wait for a full year to put everything in a book? I I know, I know. I'm the same way. I have. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't have everything print. Uh, uh, everything that I have done, I don't have all printed. Um, I print my albums through the Project Life app. I know it's pricey through there, um, but just the ease and not having to deal with worrying about margins being cut off <laughs> or anything on, uh, you know, through other resources. Um, uh, yeah, I just do it through the, through the project life app, but like for my, the, like this little, uh, Everglades album that I did a couple years ago, I have a printer here at home that I, you know, I, I, I print through. And so, yeah, um, things like that, I have to have that, instant gratification, but things that I have created, um, in the app, I know that the pages are there, uh, they're backed up to multiple areas. I'm not worried about losing them or anything and, and they'll get printed. They'll, they'll get printed. I tell myself that too, about all the layouts I still need to photograph. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've always been a good, good about like when I was a physical scrapbooker, I was, I will was always good about um, photographing them and stuff because I knew I was sharing them on social media and when I had one of my blogs and stuff. Um, so, so those are all photographed, but um, so, yeah. I feel like my phone had, I, I share so much kind of in the moment casually on Instagram now uh-huh. that by the time that I like, it's totally done. I'm like, Oh, I, now I have to like set everything up and do it right. And so I have this big stack. Yeah. <laughs> It would take like, you know, less than a day, like a yeah. couple hours to like really take care to, of it, but right. it's on my list. <laughs> I know it, it's on the list. It is on the list. So, 
But now I wanted to kind of conclude with maybe some of your more advanced tips because I know we have some diehard longtime digital scrapbookers yeah. here. Um, so what are some tips or techniques that you love but maybe don't get as much attention because but they're super awesome? Um, I think one big one that uh, I'd like to share, but I I don't know if people really take it to heart is when when I do my December daily albums, I've, I'm doing them in the app. However, <laughs> I love the, the physical version of the product and I may not be using them in albums anymore, but, um, I still buy them. I make Christmas decorations with them or, or whatever. But one of, one of the main reasons that I purchased them is that those elements that have texture to it, like sometimes um, Allie will produce uh, products that have a fabric texture or their wood or their leather. Um, one of the things that I love to do is take the digital version of that physical product and try to create it to look like the physical product, mm. if that makes sense. So I always do a search for textured high resolution photos of say like, um, leather. I will scour the internet for, um, for a texture that looks like the physical version. And so I will bring that high resolution textured photo into the digital file of a December daily, say like it's a, say it was a circle, say like it's a leather, leather circle or something. And I will clip that high resolution photo to the digital file and use a blending mode. I can't remember which, I, I don't know if it's usually overlay or multiply blending mode. I can't remember which one that's usually foolproof. And it makes that digital uh, embellishment look like the physical one. It's one of my favorite things to do. I do it every single year before December daily starts. I will download those, um, those, uh, digital files of like a textured, of a textured embellishment. Mm -hmm. And I will get all of that prepped before December daily starts. So I, ha I have those, those textured embellishments to work with. Oh, I love that. And that's particularly like, you know, there's a, a wide range in digital supplies. Some of them yeah. are more flat graphic design. Yes. And the majority of, of Allie Edwards products are like that. Right. Then if you go further into the other digital realm, you have very, very textured, realistic items as well. Yeah, right. If, if those are some of your favorites because you like the look of that. But, Maybe you were paper before. Like, that's, right. that's so fun. I love right. that. Right. So that, that's one tip that I, I always um, share with with somebody who has who has been doing digital for a while is you know bring in some textured high resolution photos and and stuff so um and then Excellent. you can even use those like for you know textured like textured background papers and i mean there's there's a whole thing that lots that you can do with that yes yes all the opportunities mm -hmm. for sure yes <laughs> So Kelly, can you share where we can find you online? Anything you uh, have coming up in the new year? In the new year, yeah. I'm going to be having more classes in my Pixels to Pages classroom. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah, you can find me at pixelstopages.com. I am on Instagram at Pixels to Pages and then also um, Pixels to Pages on Facebook. Oh, sounds perfect. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you.
Yes. And to all of our listeners, please remember that you have permission to scrapbook your way. Are you ready to start implementing the great ideas you hear on the podcast? The Simple Scrapper membership offers a welcoming space to connect with fellow memory keepers and find the creative accountability you've been craving. Visit simplescrapper.com slash membership to learn more and join our community. It's the best it's ever been.